Hi there, I am Ethan Dia. In the fall of 2021, almost after two years of isolation and remote learning due to the pandemic, I returned to high school in my junior year. I was so excited to make it a great semester after losing so much time. However, I struggled through AP Physics for the first six weeks, which made me feel alone, lost, and powerless. It was by talking to my friends, family, and counselors that I made the uneasy decision to change to regular physics. After the switch, I fell in love with what I learned and I've been maintaining an A since then. I could not have done so if it was not with the help of others. And this sparked an idea in my mind, to create a podcast by talking to people in my life and sharing their stories so that I help others, especially other middle school and high school students, so that they realize that they are not alone and that we'll be okay. Sneaker reselling has gained traction as many people have tried, failed, given up, or even succeeded. While many people believe sneaker reselling is easy, the reality is very far from it. Samer, a friend and someone I truly respect, explains challenges he's faced as well as the amount of work he's put in day in and day out. Samer is a successful teenage sneaker reseller, but his dreams for the future don't stop here. We talk about his triumphs, effort, and process to achieve where he is now and his goals later on. If you'd like to hear what a young entrepreneur sounds like, you won't want to miss this episode. Hello everyone, today I'm here with my good friend Samer. He's a well-known sneaker reseller in our school and uh so tell us a little bit about yourself like where you grew up and okay so my name is sam rawada and i basically do sneaker reselling and i mean you can call me an entrepreneur or whatever i started my own brand um i'm from el segundo so i basically got into all this sneaker stuff it's kind of new it's a new thing in the game but i you know i got i got ahead on it and i started early when it first started and it got me got you can say it got me somewhere yeah so for the viewers like what is sneaker reselling like what does that mean okay so basically sneaker reselling or like the that i do at least is basically when you buy and resell jordans uh you can do yeezys it mostly revolves around jordans nike nike dunks whatever you guys know the gist um so basically you have to buy a shoe that obviously doesn't sit in stores because if it sit, sits in stores, it has no value to it besides the retail value. So you don't want to buy a shoe like that. Um, you want to buy a shoe that doesn't sit in stores and that has value, basically resale value, which is value above the retail price. So you want to get a shoe like that and then you resell it for a higher profit. You can do the same thing with used sneakers. Um, you can buy a used sneaker for, let's say, I buy it for 100 Someone bought it for 160 when it first came out, whatever. They wore it a few times, I buy it for 100 I flip it for 130 150 you guys know, you can make uh, endless amount of money, it depends on the shoe, and it depends on how much you get the shoe for, and the condition, and all that. Got it. So, what made you want to start, because I know, I think you started like, maybe a year ago, or something like that? Yeah, so basically, it's an interesting story, people thought that I was just like, I love shoes, and whatever, whatever, but I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm always honest, so, I basically started this as just a way to make money to be honest i had three different um ideas i wanted to do i was gonna host venues for parties and uh, make money that way through uh entrance and yeah and market that way and then my second option was this thing called amazon fda um you basically just buy products in store and resell it on amazon you make money through that and then there was sneaker reselling um that kind of seemed like the easiest one for me 
just because for the venue thing you kind of have to know people you need to, a lot of money to start because you have to host a venue that's like two grand you have to pay for security whatever you need capital yeah um for the amazon thing it was a bit complicated i didn't have a car at the time so you can't really just uber to to walmart whatever buy products or sell on amazon mm-hmm. it so that was kind of scratched off the list so i just chose sneaker reselling and um i started that by just making an instagram you know went to my local marketplaces i watched a bunch of videos on it to learn the market uh i went to my local marketplaces got shoes i mean you can get them for as low as 50 or 30 bucks and just resell them so you didn't really need capital to start and it is a very easy way to make money if you um, are educated on it. When you first started, it must have been slow. Like, how was your process to, like, start getting traction? Yeah, so basically, um, when I first started, it was very slow. I mean, I uh, I worked three jobs at the time, so it was it was really hard. Um, some, day, some weeks, I was, because I tracked my uh, profits through the week, and some, some weeks I'd literally lose money. Some weeks I'd make 50 bucks. Like, it was nothing. But um, I just kept learning on it. You know what I'm saying? I kept learning. I kept learning. And the only way to really get good at something is from experience. So um, people, a lot of people start sneakery selling. Um, and they like a lot of people have talked to me because I, I like to put people on. Um, a lot of people have talked to me about it. They start losing money. They get discouraged. They stop. They quit. Um, I don't know what made me keep going, to be honest with you guys. But... I kept going and I learned more so then that got me more connections more whatever and then it became kind of easy from there I slowly started progressing from 300 a week and then bumped it up $50 so basically if I make 300 a week I stay that stay consistent at that for about two four weeks sometimes even a week when I really want to go fast um, and then I bump it up by $50 and I make it my mission to make that much money no matter what if there's a party doesn't matter if I have to stay up late. It doesn't matter if I have to put in extra hours. It doesn't matter. I make sure I meet that uh, that profit deadline. What challenges did you face at first? Like it must have been hard to like find a buyer, find a steal, even that. Yeah. So at first it was super hard. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. When I didn't have my car, it was the hardest because it's it's a lot different when you say, "Oh, I'll give you." Uh, $100 for the shoe and I'll come right now with cash pick up right now you don't even have to leave your house um, versus oh can you deliver here 10 miles away 30 minute drive people yeah. aren't going to do that right so um, that was that was a pretty big challenge for me right when I got my car everything started picking up really fast um, not having connections and not having a following is very very difficult because then you don't have buyers and you can't can't sell shoes without a buyer so mm-hmm. at first i started lo- uh, listing them at my local marketplaces listing them there get connections that way every time someone would buy a shoe from there give them a business card and i also started marketing through tiktok uh post every day at first i was getting you know 300 views 200 views sometimes 100 views and then, you know you, you just stay consistent because no matter what if you stay consistent at something it definitely um definitely starts to pick up i mean I started posting on TikTok. I was getting clowned for it, and not getting no views, and then just one video, guys. One video hit eight million views. Jeez. And then yeah, and then after that, the followers just come flooding in. All it takes is one video. Mm-hmm. So when you first started, did you did you aim for like like what was your price when price range when you were buying shoes? Okay, so when I first started, um, the reason I worked three nine to fives was because I needed to get capital, mm-hmm. and you need capital to. Um, to be able to buy a lot of shoes at, like and sell them. 
So, because it's a lot different when you're buying one shoe, sitting on it, waiting for a buyer, versus when you buy 20 shoes, uh-huh. and then it doesn't matter if two shoes, three shoes, even five shoes, six shoes sit for a little, because a buyer will eventually come. Yeah. So, um, I basically, yeah, so I started, my price range, it was mostly like, I would want to stay under 200 for sure. Um, I was getting like 300 a week from, from one of my jobs. I was getting a pretty good amount every week, so I'd bump it up that way. But I also, um, I also would try to get a lot of, a lot of shoes in bulk just because, uh, I don't really mind sitting on shoes, you know, shoes usually go up in value. So it didn't really matter to me too much, but yeah, so under 200 was really my price range for, for shoes. And how did you manage like three nine to fives? Cause that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So this was this was really hard for me. I mean, a lot of people always say like now like when where I am at now when people say they don't have time to do stuff, I don't take it seriously at all because if I had time to go work three jobs, I was working from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. Jeez. Yeah, every every fucking day during quarantine, every single day I want to go out to parties, want to do nothing. It's it's really just discipline cuz motivation will only get you so far. Um, you can feel motivated one day and not feel motivated the next day, but you mm-hmm. still. But having discipline is when you say, "Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not really feeling it today, but I have to because it's my job. Like I have to do this because I know that's like what I really want." So I was working. Yeah, I was doing that. I was working through there, and I would literally have some people come deliver shoes at my job, pick mm-hmm. up shoes mid fucking shift. So you can, you can have time for like everything. I would still go out after twelve. I mean, it, obviously, it wasn't the best. Uh, Obviously, I missed out on a shit ton of parties. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was all worth it in the end because well, I worked three jobs for like a six month period of time, something like that. So yeah, six months sacrifice, but look where it got me. So yeah, now I can do whatever I want. I don't have to wake up for for no nine to five. I don't gotta wake up at six. I have my own schedule. So mm-hmm. to me, it's worth it. Um. So. Like, did you ever come across like reps, which are basically like replicas in the beginning and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. So that i've been across reps a lot of times like i've probably lost over six seven grand eight grand from my whole time of uh selling shoes just to fucking reps so you basically on offer up in like local marketplaces you want to make sure you know how to legit check you can get this app called legit app you uh you basically buy it you take pictures of the shoe they'll get back to you 20 or 10 20 minutes and guys don't be scared like tell the person i need to wait for this to come back if you have a weird gut feeling about the shoe, don't don't pick it up. And if a shoe is priced way below market, like you just have to doesn't necessarily mean don't go for it, but it definitely means you got to check it out more. Um I have a, like I went to someone's house once, like just to cash out a sneaker collection. Everything was real and then I came across a pair of off-white Chicago's. They go mm-hmm. for nearly 6-7 grand. Uh, they were obviously used, and all of his other shoes were authentic. I checked them all, so I was lacking. I thought maybe he just, like, these got to be real, too, because who has a bunch of real shoes and one fake shoe in their collection? Yeah. I spent, like, a little over a grand on that shoe, and they ended up being fake. Couldn't really do anything about it. So there is there is ups and downs, but if you know how to authenticate your shoes, it shouldn't, um, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. When you're picking up bulk, it is hard because... I picked up like 30, 40 pairs from one person, and then there's like six, seven reps out of the batch. Now, it doesn't mean the person knew that they were reps. He probably didn't. Mm-hmm. But you still got a legit check almost every single one. Um, 
unless you know the person really well you know he's gonna give you a refund like it's a good friend whatever yeah but you definitely want to make sure you know how to authenticate and don't get caught lacking because you can buy 30 shoes bulk and then if three shoes four shoes are fake you lose a grand that's basically all your that's let like you're not even gonna make a grand selling all 30 of those shoes yeah that's pretty dangerous yeah exactly so how long did you so you have your own brand it's called sneak right yeah um when in this process of sneaker reselling did you decide that you wanted to launch your own brand okay so basically this is an interesting story so Mm -hmm. i was basically uh i've always wanted to start a brand um i know a lot of people that have started their own brand shit's dope i mean the feeling of other people just rocking like something you made is just sick as fuck in my opinion so Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to get into it but i didn't have much time and i didn't know much about it so i was at um I was at this meeting for, for like this Hulu documentary. They they kind of like filmed me uh, negotiating prices at this sneaker event, and they just wanted to follow up with me. So I went mm-hmm. there. I met some people that knew about the clothing um, clothing industry. So I get I got tapped in with them. Um, I basically just paid them to uh, design it. I mean, I had my design, my logo, and what I wanted. So I just told them, and they kind of put it on paper. So then I had them make everything for me, uh, paid them a little fee, whatever. But it was worth it because I'd rather have a professional do it and I pay him, what, two, three hundred bucks than to have me do it and sit through trial and error. Because three hundred dollars, like, yeah, it could be a lot. But if I'm going to work on my own brand, it's going to take a week, two weeks, three weeks, and I could be making way more money doing something else. So. I wanted to get into the brand stuff. Um, I definitely haven't like mastered it at all. I just put basic hoodies out, but I mean, I kind of wanted to just brand myself because we honestly don't know how long like the sneaker game or sneaker reselling or Jordans or whatever are going to be in style for. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be a long time, but I still want to brand myself as a person, and I don't want to only be known for sneaker reselling. So, in case this does go downhill or whatever, I can still. Um, be able to move on to like something else right was that hulu documentary or whatever was that like when you met like face road because i think you like posted yeah so i i uh, i was at an event and i was i did a huge cash house spent like almost ten thousand. wow and uh i was just there it was a bunch of people there it was a bunch of famous people there that are famous in the sneaker industry and a bunch of just a bunch of people it's like a whole community mm-hmm. and uh i was just picking up uh the shoes that i bought from there and just loading them in my trunk like i had to do this on a long walk whatever and yeah. I just seen FaZe Rug and his brother just <laughs> fucking walking into the to the event and it was it was fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. I literally just dropped all my shit. I was like, No fucking <laughs> way, like I need a picture right now. So yeah. I got a picture with him. That was dope. I mean while I was at the event I got noticed by a, like around fifteen, twenty people, which was fucking crazy Jeez. to me. Cause I got only two hundred K on TikTok. Like it might seem like a lot mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of people with millions so yeah it's it's really not that much especially tiktok uh it's very easy to blow up so mm-hmm. it was it was definitely super sick meeting some people that like follow my content so it kind of kind of motivates me more to keep going you know gotcha what do you plan to do in the future with like what you have now like your brand and your sneaker reselling yeah so basically in the future um i'm trying to get into clothing mm-hmm. i want to i want to build a very successful brand that because on my first drop, I, I sold out locally, mm-hmm. which is amazing and stuff. But I'm trying to get it out in uh, different states, whatever. Uh, so I want to build a website for that. I want to 
brand it better and be known as a brand like you can though people will be like oh uh, sneaker plug la has a brand but they won't be like oh have you heard of this brand sneak la you know so i'm trying to get mm-hmm. to that point and I, yeah i want a successful brand i want to host i want to host start hosting venues for sure because i feel like if i start hosting venues and i need to brand it with my name so my instagram name sneaker plug la for uh shoes mm-hmm. my clothing brand is sneak los angeles so it all kind of ties in and then my uh my venues is gonna have sneak in it i don't know what we're gonna call it sneak party something like that and uh it's gonna it's gonna be huge because if you if you have a party and like a venue event you got thousands of people showing up hundreds hundreds of people showing up so you can really build a network through that and a lot of people will look at it and be like oh okay this dude this uh party account also has a clothing clothing brand and he sells shoes and vice versa like if they people look at my instagram for shoes they'll be like oh he also has a brand he also has a party account like that's they you know they'll get tapped into it it'll all be kind of like a like an empire Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to get to that point i am far from it i'm only 17 though so i got time i'm working on it though so i'm definitely gonna get those are the three things i really want to uh branch out is definitely my uh shoes even though i have that pretty built up i'm trying to get a little bit better at that obviously working out every day clothing brand for sure that's probably my main focus right now and then the venues will be up next that would be uh i'm gonna really take my time on that because that has to be huge yeah that sounds like that sounds great um so besides all the money and all that stuff do you think sneaker reselling has helped you become smarter when i think dealing with people in that yeah aspect? yeah for sure i mean any any business that just requires you and you're the entrepreneur and you're the business owner i mean it it helps you in the long run even if you quit reselling sneakers like you're gonna have great experience great customer experience with with other people you're gonna know how to deal with customers i get 50 plus dms a day 100 plus dms a day so my customer service is good i mean it helps you with talk to people um you meet new connections like now i just know some people that like i got someone that fixes my car for free every time i get in an accident you i mean you just need yeah you just need a network of people that'll help you do anything at any time so Mm -hmm. that's that's really the main goal i mean if you have a network there's really not like anything that can limit you i I know people that host the venue thing i know people that have the clothing brand so it all starts you want to know someone in the industry and that'll really speed up the process because if you do it all by yourself i mean you can definitely but it does make it a lot harder um Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 what do you think the sketchiest deal is because i know like some deals can be sketchy if it involves a lot of money what do you think that is for you yeah, so um, for me, when I do a bulk buy, like when I buy 30 pairs or more, it's almost every single time people I know. Yeah. And people that are trusted, people that I trust, you know. Mm-hmm. I usually cut myself off because I had some people that I used to do bulk deals with, caught a few fakes off them, whatever, just distanced myself from them. It's not even worth it, to be honest, right. to deal with those people. But, I mean... With with your local marketplaces, you have to be aware of, of all the possibilities, right? Like OfferUp, it is a sketchy platform. High risk, high reward. You get better prices on OfferUp, but I mean, there's a risk sometimes. I mean, I'm not going to say all the time I've done 300 plus deals on OfferUp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dealt with hella, hella weird people. I've gone robbed. I mean, I've been put at gunpoint. Like, it's crazy. Jeez. But, I mean, most of the time it won't happen. No, but... 
You also, when they send you the address to pick up, you got to be aware. Every single time I've gotten robbed, every single time I've been at gunpoint, it's been in East Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, it's a sketchy place. You got to be careful over there versus if I'm just going to the beach area, like, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to be worried about anything, you know? Uh-huh. So. Um, so to end things off, what do you think your favorite shoe is, personally? Okay, so this this uh-huh. is an interesting question because... My my favorite shoe switches off, I feel like, a lot. Because my original favorite shoe, my, like, grail of all time was the Jordan 1 Off-White UNC. Mm-hmm. And I got that shoe. And then after yeah. that, I was like, oh, my grail, like, my favorite shoe. And that was the Off-White 4s. Uh-huh. I got that shoe. <laughs> and then after the Off-White 4s, I was like, bro, the Bapes does, like, I need those. That's got to be my favorite because they yeah. go with everything. They're fire. And then I got those. And now I'm just like... So it kind of switches off. I feel like if you don't have something that you really want, I feel like that's what makes it like your favorite because you don't have it. But I mean, it gets played out. I mean, I wear these bases a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't even think of them as like a really like crazy shoe anymore. So yeah. But my favorite shoe, if I had to pinpoint it, like if I could only wear, I'm not gonna say only wear one shoe because I don't pick the bases obviously because they go with everything. Yeah. But if I would have to like pick my favorite it would definitely be the off-white fours i mean mm. i've wanted those for so long it's jordan fours are my favorite silhouette yeah and that color is just crazy and then also it's off-white collab so mm-hmm. definitely that got it thank you for being on my podcast today it was a pleasure having you definitely one of the most interesting and fun uh episodes i've had um and yeah thank you hope to, hope to see you again on this podcast yeah bro of course appreciate you for having me so that wraps it up for today on the wbo show i hope you enjoyed learned something new And I'll see you in the next episode.